The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. going on everybody welcome welcome everybody into the hump day hotline on the buffalo rumblings vidcast network are we supposed to say that it's presented by picasso's pizza still yeah yeah let's go for it presented by picasso's pizza treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on the planet the planet (laughs) (laughs) the freaking planet no longer game day uh picasso's we are buffalo pizza shipping local and nationwide order online at picasso'spizza.net my name is joe miller i'm one of the hosts of this year hump day hotline show hump day spence or not spence spence is now with us sterles sterles is with us tonight sterles for the girls it's been a minute that we've hung out together how you feeling welcome yeah, man, it's uh, it's been a minute, you know, but uh, I'm ex- well, I'm excited to hang out with you. I'm not excited to talk about the bills. I tell you <laughs> that right now. You want you want to know something, Joe? Let me tell you how how great the last few days have been. To be honest, and this is a true story. I don't know if you if the fans out there, if you guys got time for a story, but I got one for you. So I'm driving home, right? And there is this. Here in Colorado, there are some counties that allow to have drive-through liquor joints. Right, you could drive through and get your liquor. Wait, so, you can't open it though, right? Well, you do what you do. Okay, now, <laughs> so and I kid you not, this guy I see him all the time. His name is a poo, like the Simpsons right, Indian okay. guy, and I'm and he knows when I come. He knows when I come through. He knows to have that Snoop Dogg ready for me. <laughs> Okay, so I get there. Oh, and he, oh, oh the, but it's red. Okay, so I get there. He's like, man, I don't even have any for you. I was like, what? Well, he goes, but I got something that I want you to try. So he gave me this 19 crimes Snoop Dogg. Okay, white wine. So I'm like, I can't. I mean, if he if he's gonna pick it out for me, he's probably just one of my sale. So I'm gonna drink this on the show straight out the bottle. That's how I'm gonna celebrate this uh this here night, this here uh Bill's. I don't know what we want to call it, but I, I feel like I need some wine. I'm gonna enjoy some wine with you and the rest of the fans out there tonight. So well, I, pre- I will be drinking wine out of the bottle. Like pre- like tipping the bottle straight up like this. <laughs> straight up straight well, up it is hump day it is wednesday uh so we're we're that much closer to friday um and i've got all kinds of things to say about that but before i do uh so everybody that's in the chat and climbing in and for those of you that are listening in podcast form uh welcome everybody to the show we are super chat live please like please subscribe uh if you're watching on youtube right now please hump that like like we just uh enjoy saying here on this program and have said for Geez, I don't know what 2020. I think it's been, yeah. it's been going on for like three years now, uh, which is crazy. And it's been it's been a ton of fun. Um, generally, 
the vibes are better than what they're probably going to be right about now because this season just and we're going to talk a lot about it we're it's not going to be we're going to try to not be negative we're going to try to be practical pragmatic realistic spence called us all to be realistic last night on the code of conduct um but uh yeah i know we both have some opinions but however getting back to what your snoop dog so i've never seen snoop dog wine yeah if you also introduced me to peach moonshine absolutely i did <laughs> now i am a i'm a i'm a i'm a, I'm a I'm, my wife calls me a mixologist i'm not a mixologist but i do like to experiment and mix drinks and stuff like that so summertime i generally drink beer and then i can't drink beer generally in the wintertime although i am drinking a Modelo right now but i'm gonna have to run out my wife loves wine um she she she's not a she's not a uh what's the word she's not a bougie wine person like she doesn't have to be expensive so an eight dollar twelve dollar bottle of wine is right up her alley um but uh yeah we'll have to we'll have to crack open it so you've taken a sip how's the first sip oh hold on it'll do <laughs> it'll do for tonight it'll do for, for what's happening during this show two days three days after what we watched on um sunday so we'll just we'll just we'll just crack the bottle right open crack you, it you see that ba banner at the bottom of the screen so Ooh. i've done a show i've done the overreaction show i've done the Phoenix show and you know i'm coming out of it so i've had the chance to talk about it twice so i've like i've had some cathartic conversations i think this might be the first time you're going to be able to get some of it off your chest right yeah man yeah yeah so, yeah oh man and where do you begin where uh you, begin? you know if if you guys out there if you watch you know our friday night show the chop up you will know that i said you know coming to this game this is the one i was nervous about yeah. uh, i feel like the bills now statistically they have a fifth rank run defense but i said to me, they play like a run defense that is middle of the pack. Mm -hmm. uh, I've all year been hammering on the Bills don't have enough weapons from the wide receiver room. Right, right. And all my fears came to fruition on Sunday. Mm. Uh, they, they, man. They shit the bed. I, I mean, mm -hmm. there's no way to no way to put it. I think when you focus so much on Josh Allen himself and he has to do everything, it's a problem, man. It's a problem. So I just felt like they uh, they didn't live up to performance, and I felt like the better team won. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, mm -hmm. we all know uh, when you lose playoff games, it exposes all your weaknesses all in one. And the Bills were exposed. They were out coached. Yep. 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 Uh, I feel like. You know, Joe Burrow, you I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Joe Burrow, mm -hmm. but let's be real. He, there was not a throw that he made on Sunday that was like, oh, my God, like that. You know what I'm saying? It was he, it was it was Mac Jones two weeks ago. It was uh, uh, what's uh, the dude from Miami, the third stringer. Uh, not is it Sterling? What's his name? Uh, oh, from the Dolphins. Uh, it's irrelevant. It doesn't even matter. The same thing. Like, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're, Mac Jones looked better in the last game of the season against the Buffalo Bills than he has looked his whole entire career. But he was also throwing to wide open wide receivers all over the football field. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all over the football field. Um, there's something to be said for this defense. Um, I had a good conversation with a Bills beat reporter yesterday. And more conversations have been kind of coming out on WGR, which, you know, we can talk a little bit about just some of the things that I've heard that I've liked. I'm not going to get into the stuff necessarily that they've said that I, you know, necessarily don't, just that, that I don't agree with. Um, but there's just this hubris. There's this hubris about the Buffalo Bills and their defense that we're just going to put our nickel 4 2 out there. And it doesn't matter what you do. We're not even going to try to take anything away. We're not going to stop you from doing. The best thing that you do. We're just going to put our defense out there. So, and the the perfect example is the Miami Dolphins. You watched the 49ers find something that worked and basically beat them with it. You saw the Chargers double down on that and make them look silly. The the the, the Dolphins in that Chargers game, Tua was dropping back and recklessly throwing the football to open green spots on the field, hoping somebody would just show up in the moment. Like it was awful. And then they come into Buffalo and the Bills play a nickel four two off coverage. 
let him run all over us, and, let, and yeah. basically Waddle's running down the field by himself. And that's literally what they did in this game. They literally were like nickel four two. You know, you know what this looked like? It looked like a Dick Duran led defense. A little bit. That's what it looked like. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got you got corners playing seven, eight, ten yards off the line of scrimmage, just giving them free access, letting them run all these underneath routes. They, I mean, and when they did throw deep, they got you deep. You know. Yep. Yep. Um, I mean, there were they had no answer, and, and and it's like, so part of me, you know, before the game started, I'm like, man, I think it's going to be to the Bills' benefit that they didn't play when Demar got hurt. Mm. Looking back now, not I mean, obviously, if Demar didn't get hurt, that would have been the perfect medicine for the Bills to just get walloped, learn, walloped, or at least learn how to beat them, right? Right. Yeah. And and the fact that they came out with their with their first possession and scored a touchdown tells me that you learned nothing. Right. You came out with the same game plan. You you had to. You, you learned nothing. You learned nothing. You learn That's nothing. my frustration. You go to the playoffs. The defense doesn't show up. Name mm. name a playoff game outside of Lamar Jackson where the defense has shown up. A you can't do game. it. You can't do it. Yeah, you can't you do it. Can't That's do a it. problem to me. Yeah, that's a what, major problem. I think I, I think what's amazing about it is, and I think I heard Joe Marino say this today. They and and Joe has been very critical of the Bills' defense, their tackling ability, just what they've done over the last couple of years. Like Joe is not really held back. Um, but Joe made a very valid point this morning uh, when I was listening to him. He said that you know the Buffalo Bills they trot their defense defense out there, and the and the idea is we're going to make you go 10, 12, 13 plays down the field. And not make a mistake or not, right? And not get into a couple uh, incomplete passes or a couple no gainers, whatever. Which, when you're playing the Bears, when you're playing the Patriots, when you're playing, I don't know, pick pick a pick a team out there that's not exactly overly great, a team that they've had to play this year, that one of their 13 wins, that works. Yeah. When you play Pat Mahomes, and I know they beat Pat Mahomes, but we had Vaughn Miller, right? And there was a little bit of gaming going on in that Bills Chiefs game. They did scheme. For the for yeah. the Chiefs, um, that's a game that they put a little more into, right? Is that fair to say that it seems like that they game plan more for the Chiefs than they did the Bengals, right? Yeah. Um, when you play Joe Burrow, when you play Jalen Hurts, when you play what looks to be now Brock Purdy, and the weapons they have, these teams are going to be like bet. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna make you. Oh, oh, uh, you, you want me to go thirteen plays on the field? Yeah. Watch this. Watch. Yeah, me. with ease. <laughs> there was no. There was no like, there was nothing. There was the, no no pass rush, no pressure. In the first in the first two drives for the Bengals on Sun on Sunday, they had one negative play, one where like everything else was a positive gain, and I think the one negative play was a no gainer. It wasn't even minus two. It might have been minus two, but everything else was at least two to five to plus yardage. Like ev- like. I can't remember how many it was like 20. I can't remember how many plays it was. It was a ton of plays. <laughs> they had like 145 <laughs> yards, two touchdowns, one negative play, and no incomplete passes. This is trash. This is trash. Do you buy into there's a lot of people, and I want to I want to live in that space of being empathetic and compassionate. And I'm and, and, and I'm setting you up with this question a little bit, and not for a bad way. Do you buy into the emotional, like they were just at the end of the emotional rope, like everything that they had gone through through the season? All the stuff, you know, you know, all the way in this because they were, you know, they were they were ambassadors for the city at the Buffalo shooting, Kim Pagula, you know, obviously Dawson's brother, the the snowstorms, John Murphy, which was not widely uh, publicized, you know, had a stroke, like yeah, and then obviously Demar, and and I'm going somewhere kind of with this, but everybody points to the Demar piece. Um, Do you buy into that they were just at the end of their emotional wick that like it was just it was over. I, I, they're human. So, I mean, I would, I would say, yeah, it has an effect, but you were out coached. I would say, give that 20%. You were out coached 80%. That yep. that's, that's what it is. Because yep. if it was the freaking Cardinals, you would have mopped the Cardinals up. Yep. DeMar yep. Hamlin or not. Kim Pagula or not, you would have beat the snot out of the Cardinals. See, and that's, and you're hundred percent right. And that's the hard part for me is it's like, okay, they watch on Saturday night. Even if you were like, oh my God, I, we've all been there. Even if yeah. you love your job, there's times where you're like, I oh, just, you love your friends and there's plans tomorrow. Right. You just don't, 
it's been busy. It's been this, it's been that mom's been sick, whatever it is. And I just, I just need a break. Right. I just, I don't want, it's not, it's not that I don't love you guys. It's not that I don't want to hang out with you guys. I'm just at the end of my emotional rope. I need some downtime. Even if they were there watching Pat Mahomes go down injured, come out of that game, they won it, but that had to be like, (gasps) we're one game from the Super Bowl tomorrow. If we win tomorrow, we're going to the Super Bowl because I, as much as they're saying Pat Mahomes is going to play this week, I highly doubt it. Like oh, he's playing, he's playing. I have never seen anything more uncomfortable than watching Pat Mahomes throw off his heel. He, he's playing. He, <laughs> he will play. Throw off his heel, right? You saw it. Throwing he will play. Heel. Yeah, I know. I know. It, it looks bad, but he's going to play. They're not going to win, regardless, because he's not going to be healthy or not. I don't think they're going to win. Right, but this is going to be worse. So, from an emotional standpoint, for me, like that should have been like, oh my gosh, like people texting each other. Are you watching this? Like, holy crap! Yada yada yada. Like, we just got to take care of business tomorrow. The other part, and this is where I was setting you up the people that I've talked to and I, and I, and I appreciate the, the the people that I've gotten a chance to talk to kind of privately, both in DMS and in person, just about the Hamlin situation and what they witnessed. The Bengals witnessed the same thing. So anybody yeah, that's like, it's different though, because is it it's, because one, it's one thing I got you though. It's one thing when it's like the bills are family. It's one thing when it's somebody, you know, like but, that's but like, it, but, but you, but you it's listen, different. You listen to different. former players talk. Former players were shook by the idea that a player died on the field. Yes, he obviously came back and, you know, we won. He won because he's alive. But the fact that, like, former players that I've talked to, and we've heard former players on ESPN and NFL Network talk about the fact that, like, I'm shook to my core. Like, it's not this the is, same, bro. You, as much as you sign up for, I'm going to give, I'm going to lay it all on the line, you never expect to lay it all. For sure. On but the then what? Why, why have training camp? Why, why battle in the trenches? with your with your brother right yeah. when the Bengals weren't at st john fisher this this year or you know hanging out with demar yeah. hamlin and the yeah. bills and That's practicing fair. every day and you know uh demar hamlin's first day from you know as a rookie coming into the building for the first time meeting trey white and the guys and you know yeah. no nah, man it's different like if, if my you and me are brothers but my mom died right it's yeah. gonna hit me differently it's going to hit you differently, but if we're, if, 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 if we're, I, and there's people in the, in the comment section, which are agreeing with you. And that's awesome. Like, I, I appreciate that there's more people that are kind of on, that are validating your side of the argument and telling me that, you know, what I'm saying is probably not accurate. I'm good with that because that's it's the, valid. It's right, valid that's, though. That's what this conversation is about. Um, I don't, I don't think the mom analogy is as good. It's more about being in a situation, you know, the person, and we both watched a traumatic event for sure. But right. We both witnessed it. Tra- now you were you knew the person, you're close to the person, but I watched this traumatic event too, which now you're telling me that I might not go home to see my family. Right. I mean, I, I just yeah, I don't I at the end of the day, you know, talking about that that emotional narrative, and we'll never know. Um, <clears throat> and we never should probably know what the players are going through and what the coaches are going through. And from a headspace standpoint, the counseling that they might need, right. Or that they've been getting as far as that goes, because what what they're watching and, and mental, you know, Marshawn Lynch, take care of your mentals. Um, you know, get your mentals right first. Um, and you know, there's an aspect of continuing to pray for them, the whole entire organization and the entire team, top to bottom players, and obviously Kim Pagula and John Murphy and everybody else involved. Um, and Dawson Knox who lost his brother this year, but just tough, man. And it's, but at the end of the day to wrap up, to, to put a small little bow on this piece of, of thoughts on the game, I think you're right. I think it comes down to all that stuff probably played a role. Yeah. But you cannot get helped. past, right. You cannot get past how outcoached they were. Yeah. Wildly outcoached. And, and, and here's, here's my, here's my plea to Bill's fans is that, don't let that wash over you like like don't don't get so wrapped up in the idea that well it was all these external factors as to why the bills had no juice at the end of the season mm-hmm. you know I, I do think it's a bad omen when you're predicted to win yeah. the super bowl and, and yeah. have you know teams play their best football against you each and every week but don't let it wash over you the bills were out coached yeah yeah that's all it was they were out coached yeah big time they went down 14-0 and this is a team that's not used to playing from behind yeah yeah very much well 
they've had to overcome, right? So they're used to shooting themselves in the foot. And I don't mean like, you know, oh, we let up a touchdown or we had a broken coverage, like shooting themselves in the foot, turnovers, having their foot touch a punt, getting blocked into a punt, like crazy, stupid things, botch snaps, like all kinds of, like they've hurt themselves and they've had to overcome that stuff. But to your point, I mean, they haven't really had to come from 14 down. Yeah, right? they they really, so I don't think that they, uh, you know, and, and the weather didn't help. Hashtag team dome, if you will. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. the, the weather didn't help them. And, you know, I hate to say it, but I think this is where some of that entitlement comes in, where mm. they just thought that they were going to come out and they were just going to win the game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and yeah. uh, I tell you what, man, it's uh, I'm not here to be uh to, to coax everybody's emotions and feelings tonight i'm i'm like i'm gonna speak my mind i'm gonna speak the truth and joe you know mm. i i'm a guy that i'm real and i always speak the truth or what i think is the truth and i've been really i've been i praise the bills but i've been critical of some of the things that they've done mm. you know mm-hmm. and uh i think fans should be too like if you're a fan you should be pissed yeah. you should be pissed the, the 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 bills owe you an apology yeah they do. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. And it actually it brings up a, a good segue to the next topic, which, you know, and I, I texted this to you. It's it's amazing to me, and I may have said it somewhere. I don't even know. Um, it's amazing to me how fast, how quickly this roster went be, from being one of the most complete in the league. This is one of the most complete. You know, you've got Josh Allen. You've got Sean McDermott. You've got Brandon Bean. And, oh, by the way, you've got this roster that's, like, totally complete to literally you finish the last game of the season. And it wasn't just the, the last game of the season was the nail in the coffin. It was like, oh, my gosh, everything we fear is true. Literally, the last game ends, and it's like, um, this roster is a problem. It's hard to believe how fast that happened. Do you agree? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <sighs> See, that's, I always felt like the, the roster, yes, it has depth, but you it doesn't mean it's good depth. Right. But that was the thing. Like, everybody thought we did have good depth, right? Yeah. Think, think, so, training camp, I'll paint a picture for you. And we can, I mean, we can break this into wide receiver talk because I know we want to talk wide receiver. No, no, no. Yeah, we whatever. Yeah. Um. You know, training camp, we're all, like, excited. You know, Gabe Davis coming out of the AFC uh, game, the divisional playoff game last year, and you know he can make it to number two, and everybody was on board. And Cleo Shakir looks good, and you know you know Isaiah Hodgins is looking great in camp, and everybody's looking good in camp, and like no Beasley, but no problem, right? All that kind of stuff. And then the season starts, and like the first five games, it's kind of working. I mean, we've got some stuff. There seems to be some creativity, and there seems to be some good play design and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, it's just like Gabe Davis can't catch footballs. Like they're, it seems like they're forcing Khalil, Khalil Shakir into the lineup, and he's not maybe ready. He's clearly not able to block. Um, you know, they have to call back John Brown and they call back Cole Beasley, which all of us were fine with. It just it happened so fast, and you know exactly. Jay Spencer King says Gabe Davis is not a wide receiver too, and I was upset at the beginning. I don't know if you, I think you and I talked about it. I think we rapped about it a little bit, like. I don't know how you go into the season with three boundary receivers, one of them being Jake Kumara. Like, you're going into the season with four slots, three active on game day, and two boundary receivers in Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs. And I was just like, um, uh, what? <laughs> Man. <laughs> right? Dog. Like, and so, and then this happens, and it's, it, we should have saw it coming. Right? Yeah. I think, you know, uh, and I'm not, I listen, I'm not the bill's prophet. Okay. I'm not coming here saying this, but I will tell you this, mm-hmm. that Joe, you, you know, this, that I've been clamoring for bills to spend assets 
on offense for the past three drafts. You've got to put weapons around Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. The way that Brandon Bean is trying or was, I don't know if he's going to change the philosophy or what they were trying to build the team on the defensive side of the ball, then that's, that's, that's the old way. Mm. It's the old way of building a roster. And you, how are you going to go toe to toe with with Jamar chase and T Higgins? How how are you going to do it? How are you going to go toe to toe when it was, you know, Travis Kelsey and, and uh, Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, or I mean, insert, Top offense, as you will. I'm not saying the Bills are trash on offense, but they Josh Allen covers up a lot of deficiencies. Yeah. It, it's it's the Patriots way that they the way they built their team. They got Tom Brady, they want to spend all their assets on defense. You right, look at the right. Packers, they got Aaron Rodgers, they want to spend all their assets on defense. And it and it, you know what? They got exposed. And rightfully so. I just I I, I just don't know how you get here. I mean, it's just what do you mean you don't know how? It's clear. It's just, it just showed you. It's so, how you get here. <laughs> I even got duped into the. I even got duped into there. Were, so I've been screaming, and you know, and Spence will tell you he's in the chat, and and you know me well enough, and we've talked a lot. I've been screaming for years, like that the, the 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 rotational defensive line thing doesn't work. It's a luxury that we can't afford. Forty eight percent, fifty two percent of the snaps. First round pick at Oliver. First round pick Greg Rousseau. Second round pick AJ Epinesa. Second round pick Boogie Basham. Are we going to try, you know, uh, Starla Tulale at whatever it was, twenty million dollars, eighteen million dollars? Yeah. We were paying him. Uh, Daquan Jones was, which was a nice fit. Uh, Harrison Phillips was a what? He was a second round pick, right? Wasn't Harrison Phillips third round? I think it was second, third, round, third pick. round pick somewhere around there. You know, he was supposed to be the heir apparent to Kyle Williams and like all these things, all these misses, like all these, and like and then sprinkling in guys that they're just going to bring his in his cheap free agents and they had me duped like literally halfway through the season before vaughn got hurt i was like it's working holy crap it's working and then as soon as vaughn's gone as soon as the 33 year old future hall of fame veteran is gone it's no longer working we know why you want to know why it doesn't work because vaughn miller is actually a real threat Right. You actually have to double team Von Miller. Right. You don't have to double team Matt Oliver. You don't have to double team Greg Rousseau and miss me with AJ Epinesa and Carlos Basham. <laughs> miss me all day with that. Them dudes, right. I yeah. trade their boy. Hey, I'm telling you right now, I would trade their butts in two in a heartbeat for late round picks. But it ain't it ain't working. You're right, but there's a dream world out there. There's there we all do it and we've done it in our lives. If, if the ideal thing would be this. And then you do it and it doesn't work. How long do you do it before you're like, yeah, that's probably not very ideal. You change it now. Four the, years into this thing. But the problem is, and, and this is this is to their detriment, McDermott and Bean, they they like to stick with their guys. And they don't move off of their guys when when it look, man, the business is failing. The baby's crying. It's t- it's time to move on. And, and, and the Bills, they're just like, we're going to ride. You know, and I appreciate that from them where they want to ride and they want to see it through, my boy. <laughs> right. But it ain't, it ain't working. I just don't know at what point you, you've got. I mean, it was $50 million, right, before Vaughn got here. So I don't even know what the number is that they've got invested in that in that defensive line now. Ed Oliver is going to be $10 million next year uh, unless they move him. Uh, I just, you know, it's going to be a huge number. At what point are you like, no, 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 we're going to go 80% of the snaps, Daquan Jones, right? If you keep that Oliver or Tim Settle or Jordan Phillips, right? Uh, Greg Rousseau, Vaughn, 80% of the snaps. Go get them, boys. Doesn't that sound – let's just try it. <laughs> We've had four years of the other. And well, you, listen, they might not have a choice but to do that because – Listen, I, I, you got to get rid of those those guys I mentioned. They they do nothing. They do nothing. They are rotational players, right? Yeah. I'm not paying that Oliver for another contract. I'm just not. You're paying him ten million next year, ten point seven. Yeah. After that, bye. If I don't he, know. But he, can you see the Bills paying him ten seven, ten point seven next year for, for the for the for the for production what? he gave us for what? A splash play every now and then. Name name a game that Ed Oliver has dominated in his career. I can't find one. Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving and probably the Lions game this year was were probably two. Okay, of he had games. three. He had about three splash plays on Thanksgiving that were really right. good. Right. But I, I'm good. Like, give me somebody. I'd rather have somebody who's more disciplined and run fits. Give me that. Yeah, they were consistently. There was- there was conversation about the Bengals, uh, Trey, uh, Trey Hendrickson, and uh, who's their other guy on the other on the other side? 
oh, it just escaped, escaped me. But their other end about how disciplined they are that while they're not like Von Miller, they can get to the to, to the passer. But against Patrick Mahomes in film study, they've just been so disciplined to not get fooled by anything he's doing. They just get to him and it, they make it work. To your point, um, yeah, it's just a. Uh, we're a little all we, we gotta look, man. This is a great conversation. Let me, let me tell you, let me tell you what this feels like. It feels like, man, I'm gonna tell you, it feels like the parents are getting a divorce and, and they've been fighting for years that just hadn't really told us. And now it's like, man, I'm like, I'm 21 and, and the veil has been ripped off my eyes, oh. and now I see this is exactly what it is. I'm telling y'all, man, I am not listen, I am not here to be negative. I'm here to tell you, open yeah. your eyes. I am so done drinking the Kool-Aid. I mm. am done drinking the Kool-Aid because the Kool-Aid is uh, uh, we get to watch that. That was Sunday. Drinking right, the right. Kool-Aid was Sunday. Right. Drinking the Kool-Aid was the defense that show up against Kansas City last year. Right. Drinking the Kool-Aid was getting blown out in Kansas City the year before that. Right. Drinking the Kool-Aid is getting beat by a trash Texas team that didn't belong in the playoffs when you were up 16-0. <laughs> That's drinking the Kool-Aid, man. Get, get out of here. I'm done. Get out of so here with the Kool-Aid. Bring me the Snoop White wine. Get out of here with the Kool-Aid. I need another drink. Uh, on my Wake Up Wednesday program on the Overreaction Buffalo podcast uh, that I've started doing, um, I did the best that I could to address Brandon Bean about the topic that we're going to talk about next. Okay. We're, we're running through these topics, so we might have to take some comments from the crowd. Um, uh, where's it at? Oh, maybe not. Maybe I didn't, I didn't load it in there. So we will just go without a topic and we'll just bring this up. But I was like, we hear all these situations about it being a business, right? So, uh, pick a situation, Isaiah Hodgins. Hey, you know, we drafted you. We, you know, we got you through, you know, uh, two injuries. <laughs> Hold uh, on. <laughs> Marley is that's Marley's my girl. Monet. Marley's my Monet. Girl. Is it Marley's yeah, Monet? Yeah, that's my girl. She said the coolies been peed in. Um, <laughs> so, sorry, we had to release you. It's just a business. We waved you, and then he gets picked up by the Giants. Um, you know, uh, just pick a story, pick a person. You know, Kyle. It's just you know, whatever they have to let somebody go. Hey, it's not, it's not you. It's us. Salary cap. It's just a business. Brandon Beans, and we're going to talk about the pressers. Brandon Beans press conference. He said, you know, we're going to have to not sign some guys. We're going to have to maybe make some moves. Where mm -hmm. some guys are going to have to go. Uh, it's not that we don't like these guys. We love these guys, but it's just a business. Um, it's, it's that's that's the re, the ringing thought, right? When you talk about football as family and the Bills are a big family. However, when somebody's got to go, it, it's just a business. It's it's not you. It's it's just the business and. When you look at Brandon Bean's last four drafts, and I'm going to do, I'm going to break out a lot uh, over the next probably month or two and kind of dig into that stuff. And then you look at the free agent signings he's done. Mm -hmm. As much as we call him Big Baller Bean, there's an aspect that there's, there's some, we need to stop getting base hits and start hitting some doubles and triples and home runs with some of these draft picks. Yep. Because the reality is, and this is what I was my podcast. Say, say, was say that again, Joe. Say it again. I said they got to st stop getting base hits and need, need to start hitting mm. some double triples and home runs with some of these draft picks. Because what I said in my podcast today was, Brandon Bean, I love you, and the fact that you you sat at the podium when somebody talked trash about our city and teared up, which means that you're one of us now. Like you are Bills Mafia for life. However, if you don't start doing better, it's just a business. Like I'm sorry, like. You got to go, right? Like, isn't that how this works? Like, at some point in time, we've got to start hitting on some of these first, second, and third round draft picks. Yeah, and and when you draft a guy like Terrell Bernard in the third round, oh. he, uh, what? What? Nobody wants to talk about that one. You, it's because you can't get around Kyir Elam sitting most of the year, a first round draft pick. Yeah, I mean, this is this is. Let me tell you something. And, and I was, we were texting. I said, "Hey, this coming draft is going to be the most pivotal draft to this franchise outside of drafting Josh Allen that the Bills have had in yep. years and years." And if they don't get this right, we are screwed. Yeah, we will be the Packers of the East. I'm yeah. telling y'all right now. The good news is, is it's not all lost. It's not all despair. There's opportunity. Um, one of those opportunities would be if you look at the wide receiver room, right? So we already know that this wide receiver room as we have it currently and like established is not good. And listen, everybody knows that I'm an Isaiah Hodgins stand. Everybody knows that I'm friends with the kid. So if that makes anybody mad, I'm sorry. But Isaiah Hodgins was bounced from this roster for Khalil Shakir. 
And that's that's who they kept. They they maintained Cleo Shakir in this roster because they didn't want to lose him. So they took a chance, right, and tried to get Isaiah through the system a couple times too many, one time too many. He walked to the Giants and seized a number two wide receiver role. Took it. 80 yards a game, 100 yards a game, touchdown every game, like production with Danny jo- Daniel Jones as his quarterback. But here's where I'm going with this. I heard Jeremy White say today when I was on my way to the gym, he was talking about the fact that you look at what the Bills have. So one of the things Brandon Bean said in this press conference was we're going to have to find some inexpensive free agents. One of those is on your doorstep wanting to come back in the house. Cole Beasley. It, 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 this is better. This is a better place than Dallas ever was. Tampa it was nothing like it. This is the only place I want to play. If they want me, I want to be here. Whatever it's going to take, let's do this. Let's come back together. So you immediately put Cole Beasley back in the slot because that dude has not lost a step, period. I, and there's probably people in the comment section that don't like that comment, but he really hasn't lost a step. But here's what Jeremy White said. He wasn't talking about that. So that's one sure. You sure up the, you sure up the problem with the wide receivers right there, number one. So that's the first one. Second one, all they got to do is find a number two wide receiver. If they find a legitimate number two wide receiver, even if they draft him, and slot him right behind Stephon Diggs. Beasley is back to your number three, your number three in the slot, and it puts Gabe back at four. And we already know how dangerous Gabe Davis is as a number three, number four wide receiver, right? So when you look at that from a weapon standpoint, there's potentially a relatively easy fix. I think I, I saw the tweet today that Corey Davis, the Jets were talking about letting that kid walk, like as a cap casualty. Let it in, like, okay, give me that guy, right? No, I mean, no, f that, f that, bro. Uh, listen, <laughs> they need to actually be serious about the wide receiver. Draft somebody. I don't want yeah, Cole yes. Beasley. Just, I don't no, want Corey no, Beasley, Davis. No, Beasley's not number want, two. Beasley's not listen, number two. Slot guy. They got a problem I, in the slot. If they got a problem at two, three, four, five, and six. I, I I don't want some retreads. Give me a rookie wide receiver and develop him. Show me yeah. you could develop him. That end is what I'm talking about. You know what I'm you, saying? You can do I, that end. I could care less about five eight five nine Cole Beasley in the slot. I just he ain't listen. He's an older wide receiver. Diggs is getting older. That's the problem older. with us Bills fans. We're just like that. We we've adopted the the McBean kind of draft philosophy and free agent philosophy. Is just take these dumpster diver guys and plug them in. Yep. Isaiah McKenzie. I'm Quentin tired Jeff- of that man. Go go show me how you if you want to draft, develop, and resign. Then yeah. draft. Develop, develop and resign <laughs> a freaking wide receiver. I'm tired of it. Dude's preaching. Talk about it. Quentin Jefferson, Vernon Butler, all these guys, those are the guys that you're talking about. Yeah. Right? yeah Believe it or I'm not, Jordan, Jordan Phillips, Shaq Lawson. I mean, they're 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 I just I get I get the premise of what you're saying. And yes, to your point. And and the funny part is, is like there's guys there in the second round that they can get. It's not, it's not out, they don't have to be drafting somebody seventh or fifth overall and get a Jamar Chase. They can literally get a guy second round. It's just I just all my only point was, and however you want to slot it, whoever you want to maybe Jamison Crowder is that guy. Jamison said he wants to come back. He played this year on a one or two million dollar deal. Maybe he's one. I would be okay with signing Jamison Crowder, even right. though he but he's never healthy. He's right. always been injured. Availability is the best ability. So I'm just saying, like, however you want to slot it, the, the, the point I was trying to make is if they can find a legitimate number two wide receiver, it changes the complexity and the dynamic of that entire wide receiver room because it pushes, and we all love these players, it pushes Gabe down down the depth chart, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what's got to happen. You know and, what needs to happen, Joe? What? Not to cut you off. No, you're, no, you're fine. Put Khalil Shakir in the damn slot. Find a number two wide in the slot. He plays no, no, but play him in the slot. That that play him in the slot. The 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 reason that Cole Beasley was brought back to this roster is because Josh can't trust that Khalil is seeing the defense the way that he does. So he wasn't where he was supposed to be. Sorry, y'all better figure it out. Y'all better figure it out. It's the blocking thing. Khalil has great talent. He's he can catch the freaking football. But like they keep doing the Gabe Davis, he's he's they they line him up on the outside, they call that audible, he comes to the inside to block, and then he gets completely destroyed. It's like why are, why do we keep doing this? He can't well, block. You guess what? You know what? You know what fixes that? Have a have a passing game that that that's based off of rhythm instead of throwing it down the field all the time. Get the ball out of your hands. I mean, we're making this like it's hard. I'm tired of making excuses for them. Put Khalil Shakir in the slot. Draft the Jordan Addison or Quentin Johnson or somebody at, at wide receiver number two. Hell, you you can even get a, a Rasheed Rice or Jalen Hyatt. 
Like, there's guys there that you could draft. Right. Get one or two of them, please. Get the, just get the right. Call Mike Tomlin and find out which one is the one. You got a relationship with Mike Tomlin. Y'all were boys in college. Call right. him up because Mike Tomlin, Spence and I have talked about it, is a genius when it comes to drafting wide receivers. Seriously. That dude just knows that get that one right there. Like, think about all the people that have gone through the Steelers. Yeah. And, and you think, well, Ben Roethlisberger made that guy. Nope. They're pretty good. Like, they're good. Guess what? I, I, I called Denver. I'm like, hey, baby, well, I'm going to give you Judy. a second for Jerry Judy. Oh, dude, yeah. I'd rather cash, cash me outside. I'd rather like, Cortland Sutton, but I'd take Jerry Judy. Give me Jerry Judy. Next to Stefan Diggs all yeah, day. With, with Diggs, for sure. But it's uh, it's just interesting. I mean, I don't other areas of the roster, I mean, for you that, that are going to have – I mean, the offensive line, people are chirping, and, <laughs> chirping at me about, like, it doesn't matter what wide receivers you have if you can't block. Clearly – that was another, oh man. Anyway, I, I, so, I mean, yes, they were talking about wide uh, offensive line. Bean was as well. What are your thoughts on that? Like Roger Saffold, I wanted him to work out. He's he's another one of your retread guys. Been in the league a million years. Yeah, got him really cheap. Thirty five. Wanted to win a Super Bowl here. Went to the Pro Bowl. Blocked for Derrick Henry. Yada yada yada. Came here and either he doesn't get the system, the system doesn't fit him, or he just wasn't the guy. Yeah. I think they need help at offensive tackle. The Spencer Brown experiment for me is over. I'm, yeah. I'm tired of seeing him get worked all the time. My man's get worked all the time. And, and I know that, you know, Bean and, and McDermott, they're not going to come out and, and say that he sucked, but he sucked. He sucked this year. He sucked. We, and, and listen, I'm not the bearer of bad news. I'm just trying to wake you up. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm awake. I'm awake on it. I'm just, it's, yeah, it's. Put know, him at, I, put him at guard. The question is, is was he healthy enough? I, I mean, don't want it. I'm tired of excuses, bro. If you, listen, if you can suit up and play on Sunday, mm, you're mm, healthy enough to play. Mm, that doesn't mean your technique is bad. Like it usually is with Spencer Brown. Well, Dion isn't exactly a, a, a technician master either. <laughs> but Dion's better than right tackle. Well, De- Wait, cool. uh, M- Dion is a perfectly top ten to fifteen offensive tackle. We we know that. We've known sure. that. It's it's just Fina talk could criticizes his feet, footwork. It was funny because uh, Dion's mom was at the Bills Mafia house for the tailgate on Sunday, and John, John met like John. We all got to like meet her, which was fun. Um, and I made the comment because they had already been talking. I was like, "Did John introduce himself like really to you?" And she's like, "No." And I was like, "Well, your son plays left tackle for the Bills, and that guy played left left tackle for the Bills for ten years during the Super Bowl runs." And then it just got them talking, and John was just talking about how he's got a podcast and you're and he with a smile he he did it very graciously he goes your son sometimes drives me crazy <laughs> oh man he's like he drives me crazy too <laughs> it yeah. was a, it was a cool moment like, but you can but you can win with Dion you can yeah. win with Dion but yeah. hey man look Spencer Brown gets worked Roger Saffo gets worked and you know yeah. what pisses me off about the whole thing hmm. by bringing in I mean I was excited about bringing Roger Saffo because I thought okay this is a Pro Bowl left guard like he can come in that that you took Ryan Bates from a position that he was comfortable with and stuck his butt at right guard. Yeah, left guard. He was yeah. He, he was, was really be- good. way better at left guard. He was way better at left guard. Super super. It was yeah. That was John Fina talks about that too. And so does Jerry O. And so does Ruben Brown. Just about moving left to right. As much as this. That's hard. We, we haven't seen it actually with Cromer. We saw it more last year. Bobby Johnson, right? With Bobby Johnson, where it's like, oh, left right doesn't matter. And Fina, Ruben Brown said it. Ruben Brown said when he was the Buffalo Bill, he was a left guard. And when he in Pro Bowl, however many times, and when he went to the Bears, he was like, I'm going to remake myself. I'm never yeah. playing left guard again. Played right guard, and he said, I felt like I was, like, on another planet. He goes, and, and it got to the point where in preseason, they were like, we might have to cut you. Yeah, your <laughs> leverage points and your feet all yep. jacked up. So we went back to left guard, and he's probably going to go to the Hall of Fame someday, right? I mean, it's just yeah. funny how that happens. Let's talk real quick just about the postseason pressers. So I'm, did you catch all of them, some of them? Which ones did you catch? What, catch which ones? Did I caught a little bit of both. I got, I got, listen, man, I, I got kind of frustrated. I'm tired of, I'm tired of hearing the same, sh- you know, I'm tired of hearing the same stuff. I thought there was some it. different stuff this year from Brandon Bean. I, the, who did I send it to? I sent a text message to, it might've been Spence. I think I was talking with Spence about it. Um, And I was just like, I, I'm not looking forward to the question, you know, about Ken Dorsey or Leslie Frazier. Is it time to move on? You know, do, do changes need to be made? Blah, 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 blah. To which is like, well, we're going to go, we go into every off season the same way, evaluating every player and every coach on our staff and blah, 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 sure. blah, blah, blah. And they literally did. That's literally what he said. Um, 
the things that were different to me was the we're going to do our best to field a competitive team. I was like, what? <laughs> what? what? What does that mean? Like, <laughs> um, we're, we're, <laughs> we're at 205 right now, the salary cap. We're anticipating it to go 225, 230. We don't know what that number is. However, we're at 240. So the salary cap, even if it goes to 230, we're at 240, and we haven't even signed a single free agent on our own roster yet. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's like, like he was not paint, painting a happy picture um, at all. So, yeah, what, what what was it? What stuck out to you from the Brandon? We'll we'll do do both of them, but the Brandon Bean one. What stuck out to you? Oh man, it, it's it's about. I like the fact that Brandon Bean saw what we saw as fans. Mm-hmm. Right, he he, you know, after week five, the team like the offense didn't look look right again. They looked the same. But the the hard thing I have is the fact that they knew it and they didn't fix it. Right. The fact that you, Brandon Bean, went out and got Naheem Hines and didn't use him. Mm -hmm. The fact that you got Dean Marlowe and didn't play him. Mm -hmm. Why? Right. The fact that you spent all that damn money on Von Miller. I know he got hurt, but you, you you. yeah, you put him in a rotation, knowing that that we were weak on the defensive line. Those are the kind of things that frustrate me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Knowing that, like, if you go back, I mean, I, I hate to do this, but. No, you don't. I, I Listen, <laughs> outside of the Josh Allen draft, okay, where they got Josh, Tremaine, Harrison, Taron, Wyatt Teller. Listen, man, you got Dawson Knox and, you know, Ed Oliver is at, to take a defensive tackle at nine. Ed Oliver has really hasn't done much for you. Mm-mm. Cody Ford is a wash. Boson Joseph in the fifth did nothing. Mm-hmm. Jaquan Johnson is a role player. Like, get out of here. He hasn't done anything. Uh in 2020, AJ Epinesa, why? Second round, yep. Zach Moss, third round. Why? Gone. Gabe Davis, fourth round. That's value. Yep. Jake Fromm in the fifth. Okay. And then 21, Greg no, Rousseau. Pick you, you, missed, you missed a big one in the sixth. I, I listen, I know Isaiah Hodgins. I know that's your guy. You can't he, not say he's, it. You, he's no you, longer with us because we don't know yet. We don't know how good he is yet. I he, agree. I agree he, with he's that. He's playing his, wide receiver two by default. His draft they his, have to throw him the ball. His draft report was he 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 graded better than Gabe Davis. And the only reason that he fell and everybody knew he was going to fall was because he had the shoulder injury and he was going to miss his rookie year. And he did. Pro- and I've said this for years. Part of his problem, he can't beat press coverage until this year. He hasn't shown that he could do that. So he's has he had a chance to? Bro, if you don't think if he if he could do that at practice, you don't think he could have done. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't doing it in that practice. Well, I can tell you firsthand um, that when he got to the Giants, uh, Brian Dayball called. I forget what's the wide receiver coach's name, Coach, whatever, uh, and and asked him what he's good at. So what is he really good at? Catching the ball. <laughs> but my point is, is like there's, there, I think there's an intimacy problem when it comes to some of these rooms, right? Yeah. So I think there's an aspect of like I don't know that Dayball and and Coach McDermott really knew what he was bringing to the table. Cause it is, I mean, he's on, what is he, he's on the, he's on the scouting team, right? Um, yeah. He gets to run some practice. The, bill, the, the bills, the bills missed on that. I would have, you, I'd rather have Hodges than, than uh, what's his name? Uh, God dang Isaiah McKenzie, any freaking day of the week. Then Kumaro, any day of the week. Different wide receiver. Yeah, for sure. Well, different skill sets, but yeah, Kumaro's special teams skills, right? So, I mean, and, and, and you know, that's that is the one, the one of the big knocks on Hodgins is he doesn't play special teams. Okay, didn't, cool. Didn't. Then neither, neither does Stefan Diggs. Uh, <laughs> Boogie Basham. And I, I hate calling him Boogie. Your name is Carlos Basham. You're not Boogie because that's a cool nickname, and you're not that right now. Yeah, like, Chad, you got nothing. Not Chad you Hall, got, by the way. Thank you, Sarah. Chad you Hall. got nothing in the 20, 2021 draft except for Greg Russo. Mm-hmm. And he's not even really an impact player. He, he's he's solid, and the jury's still out on him. Right. But the rest of these guys can't play. Let's be real. Sorry. 2022. So that- Kyrie Elam, James Cook, and and Khalil Shakur, Christian Bifford. So this draft that they had last year might be okay. Might be. But the, the past three, they, they were trash. We'll see. I mean, it's uh No, no, not we'll see. Yeah. 
<laughs> you you agree to that because it's trash. Um, I'm excited about James Cook. No, th- um, this draft is fine. Let's let's not even talk about this draft. Let's go 21. But I think you have to talk about this 2019. Draft. You have you have you, you have to wonder and you have to. They used to draft for players to play, right? And now they're drafting. It seems like their draft board changes to where who's got upside that might not be ready yet. When you look at James Cook, who never had more than what was it twelve or fourteen carries in his Why? college career, right? Why? So I mean, it's so fourteen. He never had more than fourteen. He had twelve twice, I think, something like that. And clearly, he was swimming. He was like, he was lost on that football field the first five or six weeks he was out there. Was he though? Yes. That, that, that's I don't the think game so. Looked way I too think, big for him, bro. Running back position is the easiest position to come in and play. You mean to tell me that James Cook couldn't come in and do what Devin Singletary does? There's, there's, there's re- not reports. There's people out there that have said that he has changed from when he first got here. His study. The way he's preparing, well, rookie hang doesn't on, hang on. Correct, hang on. But literally, j- go back and watch James Cook weeks two through four versus. Hang on a second, let me finish. Versus weeks thirteen through sixteen. You're talking about a running back that would get the ball and was almost skittish. If the ball got to him, he was kind of like uh, like a little bit frenzied with it. At the end of the season, James Cook was that guy that when he got the ball, if the if the hole wasn't there, he'd wait, and then he'd find his hole and he'd dart through it. Like, he is a completely different player now than he was at the beginning of the season. My point is, why are they drafting guys that aren't going to make impacts now? Why because, are they? Why is their board changed to, we're going to take a futures guy? Because they don't know how to develop. That's the problem. You mean to tell me that Carlos Williams is better than James Cook talent, skill-wise? No. Not no. even close. No. But Carlos Williams played because they needed him to play. James, they needed James Cook to play, but they didn't play him because oh, he wasn't ready. Bulls, bull. That's bull. You can't develop. Put him in a they got Naheem Hines, and they showed you they don't know what to do with the pass 13, catching running 13 back. Plays, 13 plays. Yeah. James <laughs> Cook specializes in catching passes. Open your eyes, people. Yeah, they 13. showed they they showed you that they don't know how to handle. Cool toys. The they, narrative, they, the narrative that's got to die for every NFL fan of every team is when GM or head coach says what Brandon Bean said. I fully expected that once he got in the system and learned the playbook, that you know that his touches and that we would begin to use him more. Maybe it was McDermott. One of them said that. Like I expected that when he got a handle on the playbook, he'd be good to go. Meanwhile. Christian McCaffrey gets traded to the Niners, plays that week. Baker Mayfield gets picked Thank up you. by the Rams off of waivers. Thank you. Plays and wins a football game. You mean <laughs> the, the, the running back for the Atlanta Falcons, Tyler Allegier. Right. James Cook's skill set is better than his. Yeah, so, so, sure. so, so he was a better pick than James. No. It's no. because the Bills don't know how. They don't know how to use them. How do you fix it? They, they, they're just like, oh, they don't want to play the guys. Right, Kalir right. Shakur is better than Isaiah McKenzie all right. day long. Put them on the field. There's no I, – I, I'm just sorry. I'm just not buying their BS on that. They 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 they, they screwed it up. It's they fair. screwed it up. Fair. It's fair. I mean, it's uh, – any, pre- any other pressers? So you – so McDermott – what, anything from McDermott's presser stick out to you? McDermott, man. Uh <laughs> I, this is the most negative that y'all have ever seen me, but I'm just speaking facts. <laughs> you said you weren't going to be negative. <laughs> I'm, I'm just being, I'm just telling the truth. Okay. McDermott. Uh, I, I, I come, what, what brings me to like, Hmm, is for you being a defensive minded coach, mm-hmm. you guys sure do know how to blow a game in the playoffs. Like, if you are you the one that signs off on Leslie Frazier's, you know, game plan, like you're you're the CEO, right? Like, if you're a defensive minded guy, and when Sean McDermott was the defensive coordinator for the Eagles, he had like I remember he had some good game plans when he was defensive coordinator for the uh, Panthers. Mm-hmm. He had some good game plans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a bad one. But like. Do y'all remember when 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 Sean McDermott took over the play calling duties from Elizabeth Frazier a few years back? Uh, it was after the Browns game in 2019, I believe, because yeah, like like all they had to do, yes, it was a very easy game. Yeah. Like, stop what they do best, and you'll beat them. And they didn't. Well, <laughs> they didn't. I, I needed him. I I wish he was more assertive. 
I wish he was more assertive. I think he's the right man for the job. Wait, Leslie or Sean? Sean. Yeah, 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 for sure. He, I think he, I think he has what it takes to be the guy moving forward. But I tell you what, a little shine came off of him and Bean this this off season. This with the results of Sunday, a little shine is worn off it. And look, man, I know that that you know. Andy Reid had his moment where he was getting the Eagles, you know, to the NFC Championship game, and mm-hmm. but they were losing. And I'm telling you right now, like if it takes another coach in here to, to get the Bills to where they got to go, then can we explore the options at some point in the next few years? Because I can't worked. handle this losing just in the worked. divisional round. Name it. Name a time that it. Worked. That's what we all say. That's what we all say. Joe. Name a time that it worked. Name a time that it hasn't worked. Barry Switzer. Barry Switzer did it. He took the Dallas Cowboys in, in 95 after they beat the Bills, or maybe 94. Was it 94 or 95? Whatever. Barry Switzer did it once. Uh, maybe it was 93. I can't remember. One of the years Barry Switzer did it, and then, like, they went to trash the Cowboys. I can't – maybe somebody in the comments section can, can remember. I don't remember one time where a Marty Schottenheimer got fired uh, and basically, you know, the next coach came. Even, even uh, Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor took over for Marvin Lewis for a Bengals team that would make the playoffs and never get That's over the great. bump, and they went into the crapper. They That's were great. garbage. John McVay is a guy that that he was a young and green. Nick Sirianni, young and green. But they didn't take over for another guy. My my question is, is who is a guy that couldn't get a team past like an Andy Reid? To your point, so Doug Peter, who came in after Andy Reid, like they fired two or three guys before Doug Peterson took him to a Super Bowl, right? For sure. For sure, but Doug Peterson took it to a Super Bowl. Right. My, my, my point is, I don't know who that man is, but all I'm saying is, Sean, you got two or three years, two years, and, and I'm done. Like if you if you you have these blunders, look, listen, man, 13 seconds should have never happened. No, I was there. <laughs> I'm okay with the Bills losing. I'm okay with losing. Like to Kansas City. Well, no, 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 no. I'm okay if you're in a shootout with Kansas City and you end up losing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not okay with 13 seconds, and I'm not okay with a team that's supposed or projected to win a Super Bowl and come out and lay an egg. I'm not okay with that, and neither should the fans be okay no, with that. Should, that that's should. the thing. When we had Tyrod Taylor, it was, well, who are we going to get that's better? Well, damn it, you don't know who you're going to get better until you go looking. Like, <laughs> be looking, dude. Like, I get tired of that. Like, I'm in IT. Well, we've been doing that for the last 10 years. Well, guess what? Security has changed, and you need to change. Your servers suck. Do something different. <laughs> I'm tired of it. Christians and the church. Oh, well, you know, brother. Oh, Johnny's been leading worship here for 15 years. Well, nobody likes it. He, he can't hit a note. He's he 55 years old. He's bald. He and he listens to Stephen Curtis Chapman. Get him out of here. I'm tired of it, dude. <laughs> that was well said. Well stated. I'm that guy soon. I'll be 40 or I'll be 50. But you have two. skill and you, and you look the part. <laughs> and my wife keeps me young. Um, let's talk about. Are there was there positives from any of the pressers that you heard? No, <laughs> nothing. All right, so I'm trying to I'm trying to end on a good note. Oh my god! No, uh, you know what? Hey, here's a positive. Here's yeah, a positive. Give me some positives. Make us feel good, Sterles. Here's a positive that. Well, they, they don't need to hire Frazier or resign him or whatever. But right, right. I think there's enough with Dorsey. Like these guys, they want to be like they want to do good. They want to be they want to be great. You, if if they're coachable, I think you can you can man, they can learn from this. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Ken Dorsey can learn from this. I don't Leslie Frazier. I think he's so old in terms of his, as as tenure and coaching, he's not changing. Right, right. Sean McDermott is young enough in his tenure where I feel like he can change. Right. Like I'm not saying get rid of McDermott, but man, we got to start looking at it differently. We can't just be like everything they do is just. Right hand on the Bible, it's all good. Like, I'm tired of that, bro. I'm going to be looking at them in a fine-tooth comb because I'm tired of this. You're going to waste a generational quarterback that doesn't come around Mm. that much. Listen, when they talk about – you know, people are now saying that that Josh Allen is not in the same class as Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. You're crazy. There are things that Josh Allen does that that Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes cannot do. Like, he is in the same class as them. Yep. The Bengals just have a better team. They did it a little bit better than the Bills, and that's okay. But the Bills need to figure it out. So I think the beyond, yeah. the positive note is I think that they can figure it out. They they have everything they need in the room to figure out what they need to do to get better. And don't believe I'm not saying they do, but don't believe the hype. And you know we're supposed to win the Super Bowl and all this BS. They got some stuff that they got to change. I think they need to change their philosophy, which can be a part of the process. You can change your philosophy. 
change how you do business and still be part of your process. But the way that they believed was to build the defense and let give Josh Allen, you know, Cracker Jack boxes at wide receiver and school positions and think you're going to win a Super Bowl. Uh, that ain't going to happen. So I still believe in offensive line, defensive line, build the trenches, which they need to do. But you're going to they need to hit on these draft picks. They need to say goodbye to players that aren't performing. Just be done. Get rid of them. So one, two, three, first round, second round, third round. This team needs a wide receiver. <clears throat> they need a running back because Devin Singletary is gone. You're not going into next season with James Cook and Naheem Hines, and that's it, right? I mean, I, I draft a fifth, sixth round running back, man. Just a guy. I, somewhere. I, I would draft. I think you got enough. I think James Cook's shown you that he can run between the tackles. He's not a power guy, right. but I think you know. I think he's shown enough that he can he can get the job done. So first, so then I'll go first and second because you're saying you're drafting a running back in the fifth or sixth round. So first yeah. or second round, where are you drafting a lineman? Where are you drafting a wide receiver? First round lineman, guard, left guard, right guard. Uh, so if I'm, if I'm the bills and I'm drafting the first round, mm -hmm. okay, I, I gotta, I gotta see, you know, if Jordan Addison there, I'm not passing on him. Why receiver out of USC? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if we're talking offensive tackles, Paris Johnson, uh, is a guy I really like, uh, you know, Andrew Voorhees from, from USC is another guy I like hell Dewan Jones late in the first, I would take him as an offensive tackle. Mm -hmm. Um, Anton Harrison, maybe he's probably an early second round guy. Jalen Hyatt is a second round guy. I mean, there 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 are guys here that you could take. You know, you could uh, Osiris. You know, there's the kid out of Florida, interior offensive lineman. I mean, you dude, there's there's lots of guys that you can take here that mm -hmm. that I feel like could be impact players. Zay Flowers, you could probably get him in the third round. Wide receiver uh, out of Boston College. There, uh, Osiris Torrance is, is the name I was talking about. Hell, I would take him in the first round. Right, right. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, I, there's names upon names that I can, you know, drop on here, but they. I'm telling you, you better not go into the round one and pick a defensive player. I'm rioting. I'm mm. telling you that right now. It better not happen. They go edge edge. <laughs> um, I'm telling you, bro. DT DT. That, um, linebacker bro, dt stop <laughs> <laughs> hey when i hey when we were doing the draft special here at buffalo rumblings when they drafted terrell bernard i was like what right. <laughs> is that like a typo right. y'all for real right like, he he ain't it i'm telling y'all right now he he's not it but, but how do you know he's not on the field I'm, you, you, this, you use bro, I'm telling you dude like, you don't know what Shakir, Shakir is because they, they don't put him on the field no you don't need three years to evaluate him. No, he ain't it. You'll three see years, it. Three one. No, I'm telling you, it takes typically it takes three years before you really get a good grasp on on a player's impact. Oh, I'm telling you right now, he ain't gonna be it. We're gonna we can talk about this in two years from now, and I'm gonna tell and then be like, Sterles, you're right. I'm like, damn, yeah, hell yeah, I was right. I told you he won nothing. <laughs> he ain't it. Well, that hour flew by fast, my friend. So Sterles was preaching the whole time. Uh, it, it, this is the first time you've gotten the opportunity to talk, right, about what happened on Sunday, like like publicly. Have you no, been I was on another podcast. Oh, you were but, okay, gotcha. But but I didn't get to go in like this. Ah, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Well, well my guy Sterles, tell everybody where they can find you. What you're going to be doing uh, for Rumblings uh, this off season? Um, all that good stuff. Yeah. So. Um, I will be doing intentional grounding. Now this is the off season. It's my favorite time of the yeah, year. Yeah. We talk about free agency, talk about the draft. Um, just, you know, trying to watch film and kind of get acclimated to guys who the bills can, can pick, you know, when I drop, uh, intentional grounding this week, I'll, I'm, you're going to hear a lot of the same stuff and me just ranting about what happened in this game and what the bills can do moving forward. Right. Um, right. I'm going to be at the senior bowl next week. Oh, Jay awesome. Spence. Spence is going so, too. Yeah. Oh, nice. You yeah. Good time. Yeah. So no, man. We'll 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 be down there chopping it up and trying to you know see what the Bills are gonna do. I mean, there's gonna be some really good guys uh, at Senior Bowl. Um, Sarah's gonna be there as well. Oh, nice. Uh, I'm not trying to throw out everybody's location or anything like that, but uh, I just <laughs> feel like I get, only I get in trouble for that. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying the journal. You know, we're gonna be out. We're gonna be down there chilling, man. But. You know, it, it, this is the best time of the year for me. This is what I love to do the most awesome. is, is to talk about these prospects, talk about, you know, dream a little. Hashtag uh, Wildest Dreams Land. Yeah, we're going right, to right. have to go there this year. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's where you can find my work here at buffalorumblings.com. Uh, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me on the show. You know, anytime that you, that you need me to come in and just – 
just talk my ish. I'm I'm here, ready and available. Well, we appreciate it. Uh, Carl Tommen uh, sends a super chat. Carl, thank you for being a part of the show. He says, uh, he'd be right there with you. Love to see the Bills pick Paris Johnson Jr. at 27. Thoughts? Break that down. Yeah, uh, Paris Johnson is... Uh, He's see, he's why'd you do that to me? Because he's a guy out of Ohio State. Go blue. Go uh, you know, I, I think he's I think he has good functional strength. Um uh I feel like, you know, I don't know if offensive tackle is he might fit in better at guard, but this is a five-star recruit, man. He he's been an impactful starter for the Buckeyes for for the last few years, man. Uh, I think you know he's a guy that's he gets it done in the classroom. I think he's a really good run blocker. Um, I feel like some of his technique in the pass game can be improved. I think with a good offensive line coach, I think he can come in at, under under the tutelage of you know our offensive line coach. I think he could be really good. I think he. He's better than Spencer Brown is right now, mm. to be honest. Day, um, one, day one better than Spencer Brown. Yeah, I think, you know, he has like technical wow. foot quickness, you know, and, and really good athleticism. Spencer Brown has that too. But I, I think he's going to take some development. But, yeah, he's a guy that, you know, he has really good power. You know, mm. that's I think mm. that's something that Spencer Brown has power, but I think he struggles at it, you know, that functional strength. So Paris Johnson's a, a really good prospect, even though he went to Ohio State. You know, if he's there at 27 and the Bills take him, I wouldn't be mad at it. I wouldn't buy the jersey. Ah, oh, nah, nah, bro. I ain't, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't doing nah, that. I ain't doing that, but, you know. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, I appreciate that. And uh, appreciate you uh, jumping in and uh, and uh, sub subbing in for Spence uh, this evening for this show. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, presented by Picasso's Pizza. My name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. You can find that guy, Sterling Furrow, at Furrow Sterling on Twitter. And uh, make sure you take in all this stuff. So where you want to be this offseason is tuned in and keyed in to <laughs> Sterling and what he's going to be talking about because he's going to be bringing you all of the information as it pertains to draft prospects and whatnot and potentially what the Buffalo Bills are going to be doing. Sterling, any final words? I love you, dog. And I love the fans. Thank you guys for listening tonight. And uh, that's all I got. Awesome. Well, for me, uh, for Sterling, for Jay Spence, the King tomorrow, three man rush with Sarah and Jerry Ostrowski Friday food for thought. Uh, Is the chop up done? Yeah, we're, I think we're done for, uh, we we do our show during the season. So we're, you know, gotcha. we're, We're, we're off season now. Yeah, there's a lot of season versus off-season type stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So everybody tune in tomorrow to see Sarah, who's in the comments section, and uh, Jerry. And uh, But other than that, for Joe Miller, for Sterling, for Buffalo Rumblings, Jay Spencer King, love you guys. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.